Hey everyone, welcome back to National Board Conversations. I have a very special episode for you. I have the honor of speaking with Dr. Melissa Collins. She is a National Board Certified Teacher in Memphis, Tennessee. She won the 2023 Teacher of the Year and is a National Board Champion, leading the cause and being the voice for expertise of educators everywhere. I won't hold you much longer. It's a great conversation. She gets really vulnerable. So here's my conversation with Dr. Collins. Dr. Melissa Collins, welcome to National Board Conversations. Thank you for joining me. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Like like we were just talking about, I feel like you've been like around National Board as long as my time has been here. And this is our first time meeting. I'm super excited. So this is nice. Yes, I'm excited as well. I have been a National Board certified teacher for such a long time. So... <laughs> It's always great to talk about uh, how I became a, a teacher in my journey as a National Board Certified Teacher as well. All right. So, like, you, you're a career teacher, and we love you for it, but you didn't get there overnight. Can you give us your current role and then a little bit of background of how you got here? Uh, yes. I am a second-grade teacher in Memphis, Tennessee, and I have been teaching for 23 years. Oh, I can't believe I just did through 23 <laughs> years. <laughs> yes. All right. So um, what are your three favorite foods? Oh, I am a Southern girl <laughs> that loves soul food and seafood. So I was born in Florida. And so I, I guess okay. that's where the seafood comes in. Um, but I love crab legs, salmon, and check this out chicken and dressing with cranberry sauce <laughs> okay <laughs> oh man i got a little bit of family from louisiana from the from the south and they introduced me to a lot of this southern stuff and i grew up up north in massachusetts and so it's always nice to get down and eat some food some food down there <laughs> yes 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 i love new orleans food so oh, yeah? that's one of my favorite places to visit I mean, it's and not too far it, from Memphis. <laughs> it's not too far at all. I love to hop on the train and wake up and go eat me some seafood. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what are three songs that define you? I have three songs that I enjoy. Uh, wake Up Everybody. I, I think that Go song on. is so, it's old, but it's so relevant today. I love when they say, uh, wake up all you teachers. It's time to teach <laughs> a new way. I think uh, in the t teaching profession, you always have to change, right? The children uh, causes us to uh, change so that we can keep them motivated and encouraged. I love to be young, gifted, and Black okay. by Nina Simone. Uh, I work in an urban school. I teach predominantly black and brown children. So this is just a song that I love uh, to listen to. In uh, The Greatest Love of All by Whitney Houston. Because I truly believe that the children are our future. Yes, so those are one, uh, three of my favorite songs. Okay, okay. The one sports team that has your heart. And if you're not a sports person, a movie you can recite line for line. I cannot recite a song line by a movie line by line. I can't do that at all. But currently, my favorite football team is the University of Akron. Uh, Akron. The Zips. 
Yes, my son plays for them. I am a former athlete and I encourage my son to play sports as well. So we come from a family that has a very competitive spirit, thanks to my father. <laughs> okay, what did you play? I play basketball. I'm, I'm oh. tall. I'm a tall girl. So <laughs> I, I, I loved uh, playing basketball. I'm not going to say I loved it at the beginning. Uh, mm. It was forced on me, but yes, I'm a former athlete. <laughs> okay, okay. So can you share why you became an educator and remain in the classroom? Yes, yes. At the early age of seven, I knew that I wanted to become a teacher. I imagine being a teacher and I'm going to tell you, I would pretend to instruct my dolls and neighborhood friends. And I was firm. I was tough. Oh, you knew to put your foot down? <laughs> I knew to put my foot down, right? <laughs> and so now I'm a warm demander, you know, so I love the kids. But um, during uh, my youth, I was uh, living in the actual city where Dr. King made his fam famous speech, I have been to the mountaintop. So although his life tragically ended here in Memphis, this is where I started to dream uh, at the age of seven of becoming a teacher. And basically my future began. And, and my father, he was a great influence on me. Uh, he was an educator and football coach. And I observed him in an early age make a difference with the next generation of dreamers and doers. I watched him create innovative programs um, for his students and athletes. And so I just admired him and I wanted to make an impact just like him. And so uh, I started dreaming big at the age of seven. And so I'm, I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher leader, mm -hmm. thanks to National Board uh, Certification uh, Process. And uh, why I stay in the classroom I love the babies. I teach second grade and I love entering my classroom every year, every day and seeing my baby's face. Um, and, and I love all kids. I love the diverse learners, even the ones that keep me on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> they all pull on my heartstring. And so I remain in the classroom because I'm passionate about teaching. Every day I think of new uh, ideals uh, to implement in my classroom to help shape young minds. Also, I remain um, because of the very various organizations such as National Board, National Science Foundation, National Teacher Hall of Fame. They have provided me with numerous uh, leadership opportunities and through these leadership opportunities, I'm encouraged and motivated to share my best practices, continue to grow as a teacher leader, and advocate for the profession, teachers, and students. I also stay because of my administrator in district. Uh, they are very uh, supportive of me. And so I'm able to not only lead in my classroom or school, I'm able to lead, uh, lead at different uh, levels at the state, national, and global le uh, level. And so I stay because of the support. No, that's, that's in good the here. And having that mm -hmm. support for teachers is needed as we see it starting to fall apart in a lot of different places.
So what are you what are your some of your le- favorite lessons to teach your, your babies, your second graders? <laughs> I have a couple lessons uh that I enjoy teaching. Um my first lesson that I want to talk about is sound all around. I created that lesson in 2014 after um returning from a global fellowship uh study tour in Brazil. And while I was there, I was just inspired uh, by the people. You know, uh, music is definitely a universal language. And uh, Mm -hmm. music was definitely all around me in Brazil. And I just started to understand uh, the different perspectives and cultures. And I wanted to bring that back to my kids. And so I started collecting instruments in Brazil and I created a lesson called Sound All Around where the students would use recyclable items to create musical instruments after they looked at the different instruments that I created uh, in, that I purchased in Brazil. So that just gave me an opportunity to uh, introduce them to global learning and learn how to appreciate and value others uh, through that sound. Uh, energy lesson. Uh, And I also like teaching my kids about voting, just different things uh, that they will have to use when they become adults. So another favorite lesson is how make a choice by voting. And what I do, I make all my students write a one to two minute speech about why they would like to be president. Then they get to vote on a president. So they cannot vote for themselves. They don't like that part about it, but they cannot vote for themselves. If I did it that way, we wouldn't have a anyone in the running, right? Everybody would so, have one vote. <laughs> right. Right. And so the top uh two students that have the most votes, they're able to run for class president. And I let them choose uh their vice president, who they want to help them on the campaign trail. And so they get to campaign for a week. And let me tell you, I get the best treats (laughs) for the week. I can remember one parent end up buying uh, Happy Meals from McDonald's for all the kids. And so it's just interesting to see how they understand the election process. And what I'm hoping is that when they turn 18, that they are able to vote um, for uh, someone uh, in different offices that they can agree upon that represent their beliefs. No, that's cool. That's super important. I'll, I'll never forget the one lesson, one voting lesson I had in like elementary school. I think it was maybe third grade. And mm-hmm. it made me feel like when as I got older to want to be an active participant, in this. So it's very important. I thank you for doing that. <laughs> right. It's all about being a good citizen. And then uh, last year, we ended up going to uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, and I held the fight, the, the election there uh, in the over office, in that model over office. So it was just great. It was. Oh, wonderful. wow. Yes. That's really cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what pushed you to pursue national board certification and what was your journey like? Uh, Well, my former principal at my school encouraged me to pursue national board certification. 
And, um, you know, I was nervous about it um, at first. I had to look into it. But I can tell you, National Board was the thing that I needed to do. It was something that that process made me enjoy teaching over and over again, even when it ended up getting rough, <laughs> you know, through that process. And so when I went through the National Board certification process, my district state union and mentor supported me. So I had a mentor and it's very important. However, I did not accomplish National Board the first time. And I did not question the process because I knew I had some things to improve on as a teacher. Uh, what is so crazy, the things that I had to prove on is what I am known for today. <laughs> so I didn't do well with the science integrated math entry. Uh, it's, that was different because I ended up certified in 2006. So it's different. Uh, the process is different, mm. uh, was different then versus now. And I didn't do well with the entry four that uh, dealt with teacher leadership. And um, I'm going to be honest, I went home, I cried about it for a minute, but I got right back up, you know, and I was ready to embark on that uh, journey within uh, that second year. And um and to improve in the area of science integrated with math, I literally called various science educational organizations to assist me with implementing information learning. And I, I wanted to be good at it. And then I wanted to be motivated mm. uh, to really enjoy uh, science STEM. And um, what was so interesting, it was like, I, I had to learn how to get my kids to think for themselves and begin to ask questions. And I'm thinking, how could I do that with second grade babies? And so I I was encouraged to put them, uh, have them wear these white lab coats. I said, let mm. me put them in white lab coats where they can begin to think and look like scientists. And it worked. Oh my God, it worked. Mm -hmm. uh, they began to ask questions. And that's when you really know the kids were learning. Uh, I had to do very little. I played the role as the facilitator. I mean, in looking at the standards, uh, National Board standards, it just helped me understand how to get my little ones to be creative thinkers. It made me be even more innovative. And then I had to work on that teacher leadership part that second year. And I began to lead outside my classroom walls. And I couldn't believe it because I thought, you know, <laughs> hey, just create the magic within the classroom. I don't need to step outside uh, the classroom to do those things. But my teach prep program didn't um, show me what that looked like and what it really means to be a teacher leader. Mm -hmm. So the national board process for me was, uh, was truly valuable because of the growth uh, that I, I, I that I learned through that process. Um, it was the best professional development for me, and I recommend it highly. Recommend it uh, to any teacher that is ready to learn how to thrive, not just survive, but thrive uh, in their school community. I love it. I love it. 
So all this led you to win the 2023 Tennessee Teacher of the Year. Congratulations. What emotions went through you when you heard that you were the winner? Uh, well, I'm going to say National Board was definitely pivotal in me becoming a teacher leader uh, that I am today and winning Tennessee Teacher of the Year. I, I would not be here. Oh, I'm about to get emotional. <laughs> if it was not for National Board, because... I mean, I used to go to my father's school complaining all the time when I first started teaching. And I don't want to quit. I knew I didn't want to leave the children. But it was just an emotional process because I had to learn how to be a great teacher. And so National Board is definitely pivotal to who I am today. And so it was very emotional for me when they called my name. I was overjoyed, happy, and honored. It took me a while to get up to give my speech. <laughs> so I had to say, Melissa, get up. And uh, I just sat there for a minute. I cried for a few minutes, thought about my long career, my babies, my black and brown babies. Like, here I am representing you, uh, my district, city, state, and my family support. I especially thought about my mom who I had really, who I had recently passed. And all the work that I put in for my students and school community was recognized at the state level. So I felt really grateful for every mountain that I had to climb uh, to get there. And uh, since it helped me to be the teacher leader that I am today. And you did it like in your backyard, like where you grew up, like all that. Like that's got to be extra meaningful. Very meaningful, especially when you just think about what Memphis represent. It's that sweet and sour. Um, you know, it's the home of rock and roll with Elvis Presley. And then it's the place where Dr. King was assassinated. But I want to say that Memphis is definitely a place that represent hope. Uh, in dreams, you know, so I continue to dream big. When you dream, you have to put in the work. And so <laughs> here I am. And so I'm going to continue to dream big for my students and for myself. <laughs> so what happens now that you won? Oh, and uh, what happens? What's next? <laughs> so um, I will enjoy my time with my 2023 class. Uh, we will... Uh, enjoy each other in different spaces and places. And so we'll have, have opportunity to in, um, go to Washington uh, for Washington Week. We'll go to Space Camp in Mobile, Alabama. And uh, I believe we'll go to New Jersey and some other places. And so it's, it's just opportunity for me to connect with other like-minded educators and a chance to continue to grow as a teacher leader. Okay, okay. So if you had to sell the teaching profession to someone looking to get into it in one to two minutes, what would you use as your elevator pitch? Oh, this is easy. <laughs> if you are ready to dream big for others, for the babies, you can elevate your dreams by entering the teaching profession Come join me 
Come on, let's continue <laughs> to dream big together. I love it. I love it. Okay, so who was your favorite fictional teacher? Um, you know what? It I, I love looking at Abbott Elementary. And it's so many educators on there that I love, but I'm gonna select Janine. Okay. Janine is hopeful and full of a lot of ideals. And so <laughs> when I see her, even though I'm a veteran teacher, I still feel like I'm a new teacher at heart. And Janine is someone that inspires uh, us all as teachers. <laughs> oh, you're a new teacher every day you work in that classroom. Every day I'm a new teacher when I walk into this classroom. Every day. I'm, I mean, I'm literally always thinking about what I can do next for my students. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you Memphis through and through. What are three restaurants folks should try when visiting Memphis? I, I told you earlier, I'm a Southern girl. <laughs> so, and many people have bragged about our Southern cuisine and Memphis is best known for barbecue. So there are three restaurants that I would recommend. Rendezvous for barbecue. Postal for seafood and the flight for an upscale restaurant. And so we were recently, I was recently speaking with the Illinois teacher of the year, Kim Radistich, and she told me to ask you, when are you going to visit her? <laughs> oh, I am going to visit Kim. I love Kim. She's wonderful. And so I just love my teacher of the year class. And <laughs> it is going to be my goal to visit Kim very soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have a feature on the podcast called The Shoulder Tap. And you give a tap on the shoulder to a teacher and let them know they're ready to become National Board Certified. On here, you'll give them a quick shout out and we'll encourage them to go through the process when we promote this podcast on social media. So Dr. Collins, who are you shoulder tapping? I am shoulder tapping Heather Bryson for National Board Certification. She is an awesome educator and a great colleague. All right, all right. And where can everyone find you on social media? They can follow me on Twitter at CollinsNBCT or on Instagram, Dr. Collins1913. I'm a Delta, so hey. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Collins, thank you for having thank you for coming on. No, thank you for having me. This was great. Dr. Collins is fabulous. You can tell being an educator means the world to her. It really started to show through her vulnerability and storytelling. Be sure to give Dr. Collins a follow on social media. And let me thank her again for joining this episode and thank you for listening to National Board Conversations. Follow us on all social media platforms for everything National Board related, and I'll see you next time.